0: do get on the <laughs> train! <laughs> it
1: ain't Easy! Hello, everybody, and welcome to Puddin' Ain't Easy, the first podcast of 2023, everybody! Hurrah! Ooh. We're moving here <laughs> now. No. come on, that's out. Twenty two, twenty three. Actually, a decent year, but uh, we're here to list the five new programmes or films coming out in twenty twenty three that we're most excited about. And how I say we, I mean me, Carl Pierce, your host, and as always, I. You know, we just decided this last minute I was hosting, so I haven't got a clever, the <laughs> I don't know, the Joey to my Ross or whatever. It's Scott McLeod, <laughs> everybody! Uh,
2: yes, I am um, your Joey, as in whoever you are romantically involved in, I will randomly date for three weeks and then everyone will try and forget it ever happened. And <laughs> She'll <laughs> tell <laughs> you she got off the plane. Even if it's the love of my life, Rachel. <laughs> Uh the heart wants what the heart wants, Carl. Anyway, <laughs> Happy New Year <laughs> yes, to all. Yeah, so we're here talk about, like you said, the five things we're looking forward to in twenty three. because in terms of stuff we like talking about, there is a shitload of content coming out this year. You know, I suggested doing ten, but Carl thought that was a bit out there, so, you know, ease people back in for the new year. And basically, I, I barely think of five, let alone ten, because
1: I can't remember what's bloody coming out. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what I did five minutes ago. But that's beside the point! <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: but five minutes ago we were off here discussing what we got for Christmas and that's Dexter barking, <laughs> uh, rather than playing with the several dozen balls and new toys that my mum got on for Christmas.
1: <coughs> well like us, he hasn't done a podcast for a good while Dexter, so he wants to
2: make sure his fans hear him. <laughs> He had a he had a bit of a dodgy tummy, so he did over Christmas. Oh, bless him. But we didn't. We weren't quite sure what was what was up. But like, one day he was fine, next day he wasn't fine. You know, and he when he when he feels like that, you know, he can't really do anything about it. Yesterday, like if he needs a toilet, you need to take him. If he has an accident, you need to just clean up. And like, eat. but he's obviously a dog. He can't process it, this pain is only temporary, so he just likes to crawl to a comfortable space, which this year seemed to be. Underneath the Christmas tree.
0: <laughs> that seemed to be
2: useful, but but my mom likes to do this. I don't know if you do this in your house, but my mom likes to you know create a Christmas atmosphere in this house. So she takes gifts that are for like aunties, cousins, and all that, and puts them under the tree and they lead up to Christmas. And then Christmas, tree takes them all out. puts everyone else is under. So we had to move several presents because I wasn't sure what's was in them, so I had to move them <laughs> because I didn't want anything fragile being stomped over whenever Dexter felt a bit like he had a dicky tummy. <laughs>
1: Oh, bless him. Yeah, we we sort of put a few extra presents around just to make it look like there's something going on. Not but mm-hmm. I have anyone around mine like, but that's beside the that's
2: beside the point. Actually, today as we're recording this, we've we've just taken everything down, all like decorations wise, tree everything. Yeah. You know, does it does make the the living room feel a bit sad for a few minutes, but you realise like, ah, well, another year over. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you you kinda of remove for Christmas decorations and uh, the room suddenly looks bare for a couple of days where you sort of get used to not having your Christmas tree and your tinsel and whatever you put up up But It's
2: quite it's quite strange. Yeah. Well there's a big like round collar table we've got in the corner there where the Christmas tree goes. So every year that seems to get moved out and put him out of the <laughs> way, whether I want it to or not. <laughs> that's going to move back into the living room i suddenly feel like i feel like that scene Brothers of the bunk beds by. like i oh, got look at all this floor space
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh i just bang my i've got a spare room so i just bang all mine in there all right
2: <laughs> I mean, girl before we get into the list i think you know we need to set people's expectations i don't know if it's coming out this year i know they've already started filming it but you know What's your number one, and why is it Andor? You know, where's Andor season two on your list?
1: Oh, it, it's right at the top, mate. Uh, mm. I mean, well, it would have been. I don't think it's. I don't think it would be out in twenty twenty three, uh, will it? But uh, if if it was going to be, oh yeah, uh, it
2: would have been. Yeah, it, it would like, have been just Andor five times. Quite honestly. Yeah, we're wasting our time here if it's not coming out next year. We might as well just go home. Well, we are technically home, but you know what I mean. (laughs) Yes, it may not come out. It may come out in 2024, and I can certainly wait, because I'll tell you, I've still not finished it. I think I'm on episode eight, and you and I talked about it over Christmas. I was busy trying to get other stuff sorted, you know, as you do for Christmas. Then I got the flu a week before Christmas, and, you know... I had those little moments where I had some downtime. The last thing I wanted to do was watch Antor. <laughs> Why depress yourself even more than you have to?
1: I mean, now I yeah you know, I've seen on Twitter and a lot of people seem to like it and they're raving about it. And this is what Star Wars should be? What a, a boring, trudged political affair! Isn't this what you hated episode one for? I don't yeah. I don't get it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, like this is the kind of thing you hated in like the, the prequels. <laughs> yeah. uh, just a lot of talking. A lot, lot of talking. Like I said, I've got like four episodes now, four and a bit of episodes I've not watched yet. So maybe if I watch them all in one after the other, you know I might enjoy it. But like that's one of the downsides we did suppose. Well. So I know we've usually praised it for being no, it's great, you know, meet girl and anticipation one episode a week. And you know, this is one of the downsides, because there are some shows that should be binging, some shows that can be watched weekly and or it's definitely not a one episode a week show. Yeah, yeah, some things
1: are, are better when you uh, binge watch them, but I, I don't know, I'm not sure there's any saving and or, but, you know, people just do seem to like it for some reason. Uh, I don't know, nothing, it's a lot of nothing happening, if you ask me. Yeah, same. I, I've not watched it uh, yet, I
2: mean, we're not going to talk about it on the show. I think we both agree the ship is sailed and we're we're happy we'll catch the next one. Uh wherever that comes around. But <laughs> <laughs> so like the other day, Bad Batch season two, first two episodes are up on Disney Plus. And honestly, I enjoyed both episodes of that more than anything I've seen of Andor so far.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually forgot. I thought that was coming out later for some reason. That's us. Yeah. Well just went on Disney Plus just to see what was about yesterday. And I thought, oh, that's that, right. Okay, I'll watch, I'll
2: watch that then. <laughs> I know. Well, what fun little surprises you find on, on Disney+. Plus? Exactly. Speaking of things that's- that are more entertaining, uh, I should also mention, nothing to do with my list, but uh, I spent my Christmas Eve, well, I watched them up at the Christmas Carol, as I always do. But after that, you know, me and my dad watched the, the, Glass, the Glass Onion film, that sequel to Knives Out, if anyone hasn't watched it. Watch it.
1: Yeah, it's really good, isn't it? I've watched. Mm-hmm. I watched that. It, uh, it's uh, yeah. I wasn't sure what to expect with Netflix produced things. I did wonder if they might make a pig's ear of it, but <laughs> no, it's really good.
2: Really is, good. Yeah. Uh, I love Batista in it. Mm. <laughs> Once again, being White well, like transitioning great into the world of acting. Ed Norton being there, being Ed Norton as he is.
1: Yeah, I thought everyone. I thought everyone played a good part in it. To be, to be perfectly fair.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh Yeah. <laughs> I had flashbacks to early twenty twenty because it's set during the like early days of the pandemic. Everything, people wearing masks and something like that. So you know, flashbacks to that fun time.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, good times, good times, and. Um, <laughs> Fingy Benoit just like being in the bath all the time is quite funny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I feel weird about talking about anything, that's why I immediately went to talk about Batista because <laughs> it does feel like anything, anything you try and talk about uh, this film, I think is something and i are like, no, that's probably something that'll, uh, that'll spoil the film itself. Like, <laughs> You know, there's already people on doing videos like, oh, I solved the mystery in about 10 minutes, like, here's how obvious the clues and how he's out too are. Like, shut up. <laughs>
1: There's always people who think they solved, solved the mysteries in the, the film straight away or completed that rock-hard bus on expert mode that ev- everyone's struggling on easy. Oh, I beat you on expert mode on, on the first go in, like, five minutes. Wait, you, you, know and it's, and you know it's bollocks. It takes about 20 minutes. even even uneasy to
2: whittle their health down. It's like that bloody scene in between, or every game Neil Pick's uh, oh, Jay completed it? Completed yeah. it. Completed yeah. Completed it. You yeah. can't complete this one. Yeah, but I did.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. These The same reason I had to give up watching Law and Order some years ago with my mother because my mom, when she walks watches anything detective wise, suddenly turns into fucking Agatha Christie, thinking she knows <laughs> who the <laughs> who the criminal is or who done what and why.
1: I used to like doing that to my mum and dad if they were watching a
2: <laughs> mystery. I'd be there
1: five minutes in, I'd be like, oh yeah, I think he probably did it. <laughs> I thought that I'd be quite often. I'd be right actually, but I mean, I I I, I couldn't figure out last Sunday. I had no idea what was going on in that. We really enjoyed it.
2: was a I think I was watching a couple of scene readings from Ryan Johnson, director of the an film. You you, you lay a weird bit of information saying that if you see somebody in a who done it film they, hope they have an Apple product, it's not them because <laughs> Apple don't allow bad guys to be seen using their products in movies.
1: That's actually quite true. Actually, I think I've heard that somewhere before as well. Hmm.
2: Yeah, but yeah, lists lists are fun, aren't they? Oh yes. <laughs> also before we
1: get into anything. I just wanna to point to say how much I enjoyed the um
2: Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I gathered the family around to watch it myself.
1: <laughs> it did seem to be the Drax and um what's the name? Um Mantis. Mantis show, but all the same it was it was really good. It was quite inspired to have Kevin Bacon in it as well
2: yeah <laughs> he's in it a lot more than i thought he would be yeah so. yeah same <laughs> also i love the fact that like the soundtrack is still they still they cram a lot of songs in it despite it being like a fraction of the length of a regular gardens but they got like an ex- they got multiple extended like musical numbers in this they even <laughs> like, featured a bit of the progues as well did you did you get a bit thrown off by the start?
1: Because I was like, oh, I didn't realize it was an animation.
2: Yeah, because like you watch all the trailers, none of the trailers are show anything in animation, and it throws you off for a second. Like, maybe have we have we been deceived? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was it all filmed regularly then put animated in post. Like, what happens? Well, I don't think I saw any trailers. That's probably why I I, I sort of got confused by it that well, confused me as well. Uh, but you think, a funny story about uh, my mother is that I she, I kept trying to get her to watch Guardians of the Galaxy. Mum likes a lot of like superior and like sci-fi related things. Probably because she had to learn and enjoy it when, because she was a mother of two boys. So not <laughs> <laughs> very no, but, no, but she, she does. She does have something to enjoy. Like she and my dad loved uh, Kenobi. And they binged that across two days. They really enjoyed that. Uh, but I kept trying to tell them to watch Guardians, and they kept saying no. I'm like, it's all that. She was a bit drunk it was at. It was a Christmas day or a Boxing Day. She was a bit drunk, and she couldn't... She didn't give it a chance. And then, at the time that the second one was coming out, she said, oh, okay, I'll sit down, I'll watch it again. And she watched it. She loved it. She loves Rocket and Groot. <laughs> she loves them. And she liked the second one. She didn't like the Christmas special, because... There was too much drags and that and not enough to rocket. Set.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: So, but I, but I personally enjoyed it.
1: Uh, I like the way they made. It, I like the way they made jokes in the in the follow up um, about Rocket Raccoon being called different animals because my my um, my mum I think called them a fox or something and I think a lot of people got what it. Um, what animal is supposed to be wrong, so I mean, that was a fun made it a fun running gag in the second one, that he kept getting called cool different animals and stuff
2: yeah. I love that they've still got that, that dog with them, they found, uh, like that, that they found like that it's out in space, and they've given it a voice they're like, <laughs> they're like, I will not work unless I get one of those treats, I know you're hiding in your pockets <laughs> 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 yeah, that was funny. That was.
0: Uh,
2: I've had Dexter say that to me. Not, not, not telepathically, but Just with his eyes. Dogs can see a lot with their eyes.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Look at, look at Scott McLeod, Doctor Do Little. All
2: of a sudden.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: My dog's got resting sad face though. I don't know why. I think it's just a shape. you Now some people have resting bitch face. Uh, mm. this dog is resting, sad face. <laughs> Bless him. Mm.
1: So, Scott, yep. are you ready? Are you going to start us off with your first? Yes,
2: uh, I'll, I'll give you my number five. Before I, I mention it, can I mention something that wasn't on my list that I nearly put on it? Um. Uh, I almost put a game. A game that's coming out later this year. Uh, the sequel to the recent Spider-Man PS2 game, PS uh, PlayStation games. the uh, Spider-Man. It's basically called Spider-Man Two. Hang so on, can, hang uh, on. We can we can do games. Well, if you want, I didn't. I didn't say we couldn't do games. Oh,
1: fucking going the- Right, hold on.
2: I'm going <laughs> to have to make some quick amendments. Do fucking games
1: now. Oh yes.
2: I mean the game didn't end up making it on the list it almost did but in a minute we're going to have to ask go for amendments and try and guess which ones were ones that he just immediately took off his list but <laughs> I'll I'll, uh, I'll just say it's just called spider Man 2 for the playstation it falls on from the one that came out like in 2018, I think it was, and then you got Miles Morales in 2020 well, solid games really love the open world still of it and the fact you get plays both in this The trailer hints that you don't see them, but the voice you hear hints that I might might get some Craven the Hunter in this. Uh, Venom is confirmed to be in this as well. The one reason it's not on my list is I don't know when I'll get to play it. Not just because I haven't finished playing Miles Morales yet, but because it's exclusively a PlayStation 5, supposedly. And I don't have a PlayStation 5, and I don't know how willing I am to get a PlayStation 5 just for one game.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, a lot of stuff I've wanted has actually
2: um,
1: been released on PlayStation Four as well, and I've been umming and ahhing, do I want to do I want a PlayStation Five? Because I could actually do a new iPad as well. Because my my current one's five years old. It was only sixteen GB memory, and that's absolutely full to the brim. I'm sick of having to delete stuff to. Fit some, I had to delete something so I could reinstall um, Skype for this recording today because we haven't recorded for so long it's um, it, it, uh, sort of taken it off to save space so yeah, I'm trying to decide what I want what I want to splash my cash on mm-hmm.
2: Yeah because like, like there's quite a few games coming out that, that I've wanted to play, like, I haven't played yet, they're already out like, oh they're on PS4 and uh, PS5 oh that's good you know, I don't need to get that plus it's a weird fucking shape that PS5 and I've got my like TV stand with my PlayStation and that set up in a way that you know affects everything I'm going to have to move stuff around with uh, that <laughs> PlayStation 5 and then then there's some games I have that I maybe haven't completed yet that I'll maybe have to re-get on PlayStation 5 and then they say oh but supposedly certain PS4 games can be played on the PS5 but I bet you it's not going to be other ones I've fucking got Hmm, hmm, hmm. Yeah, and then it's all like I'm worried about the save files
1: as well. I don't want to have to within recomplete games or faff around leaving um, me save files or I don't know how easy or complicated that is. I mean like, you know, I'm almost a 43-year-old man. I you know, I can't do all this techno stuff anymore. it's all, all my ability to do that's going to start leaking out of my ear.
2: My brother doesn't did not play a lot of games. He mainly played Skyrim and the the Arkham games. And since he's moved in the house with have he they've got an Xbox. So he bought this one where basically it was all three of the main Arkham games in one. And he's just been replaying them on the Xbox. So I've had to so basically to save save space for stuff I want to play since he's moved out on the PlayStation Four. I just went in and deleted certain games he played. That I never played. like mm-hmm. okay, we don't need that anymore. We don't need that.
1: And apparently, when you, met, you mentioned the Spider-Man sequel, apparently Venom is going to be voiced by Tony Todd, none other than mm. the, the Candyman himself. So, what a voice for Venom! That should be awesome.
2: Oh yes, I uh, can't wait for that. Like, even he did a little like, video when it was announced, and he, he, his, his regular voice is deep enough, but then he did his Venom voice. I like, oh I got shiver up his <laughs> spine. <laughs> so yeah. I definitely want to play the game. don't know when I'll get to play it. But you know, at some point I may have to bite the bullet and get the uh, the PS five.
1: Well they because like, oh. like a game I'm gonna mention now because um I thought we were just doing TV shows, but um I'm gonna scratch something off and um go with a game um that was originally going to be um a playstation 5 exclusive but they decided to make it available on playstation 4 as well because um still not enough people have been able to get playstation 5s i think they are becoming a bit more available now but you know it's still a fair a lot of money to whack out in this cost of living crisis isn't it Mm
2: -hmm. yeah Uh and 'Cause there are a couple of games that are also available on PS5 that I want to get. Like I've not had chance to play that at a Gotham Knights game that came out and then some point in the future I don't know when it's coming out, but they're pla the people who make the Spider Man games also are doing a Wolverine game, which I really right. want to play. And that I'll I'll really make use of the healing in that game because I tend to die a lot when I don't know the controls of a new game.
1: <laughs> well, a lot of the time now, I think this is—I uh, think I like about modern games—they do—they have tried to make sort of the controls for games more or less universal, so you can sort of pick up a game and yeah, that button shoots, that, that button's block, and that button's run. So they, they, they do kind of keep it more or less the same now, and back in the olden days when I first started gaming, yeah, you, you'd pick up a game and all the, the button mapping was, or would be all over the place.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, because I remember, like, the two Spider-Man games that have come in so far. The game controls, for the most part, are almost, like, identical. So it took me ages to uh, to learn how to do to learn how to get good at the first Spider Man game. But because I'd been playing it so much, especially given that I was playing a lot of it during lockdown, the first one. Uh, when I got the Miles Morales game, I remembered what most of the controls were and realised, oh, this is exactly the same and then I mean the early levels were in the first one I was dying a lot and I'm like Bloody brilliant at this game. <laughs> is that is that a good game? Because I've been on in an hour in
1: whether to get it because I thought it was quite short compared to the original.
2: Uh, well, I don't know how far into it I've I've gotten when I last played it, but I really enjoyed the Miles Morales one. You know, it's something different. You know, you, you you get different abilities in that during the game, and the fighting stills pretty much pretty similar. Uh, I think I like it.
1: And apparently you haven't got those stupid sneaking around bits that they thought they had to put in the first one for some bizarre reason. yeah i want to be mary jane watson with no powers sneaking around again, game which mechanics aren't set up for stealth
2: terrific oh yeah i i got caught so many times playing that level uh uh then you had the one where you're you're playing miles and you're trying not to be spotted by rhino and the mm. first one when he's not got his powers yet yeah, no. but there is a random bit where Miles has to go like fix something that's outside, and so has to sneak out through his bedroom and crawl in the walls while not letting his family, who are in the other room, know that he's he's got powers. So that's randomly inserted into the start bit of the game. But other than that, there's no switching to other characters from what I can see. It's mostly just just Miles.
1: I think I think Mary Jane gets a. A, st- a taser a little bit later on in the first one so that was a bit better but still mm-hmm. just want to be Spider-Man I bought the game to be Spider-Man I mean nothing against Mary Jane Watson but you know I, I I I have no interest
2: in playing a
1: reporter no matter how pretty she is
2: <laughs> if you want to pick Gwen in it and make her Spider-Gwen I'd happily play her, but <laughs> I'm not playing somebody <laughs> who doesn't have any powers or even Spider-Peg, Spider-Peg, <laughs> spider spider <pig>. Spider-Peg. <laughs> uh, so do you have anything that you've just taken off your list you want to talk about before I go into my actual number five?
1: Uh, I'll mention it when I do my uh, new okay. number five.
2: Well, it's funny we thought about Spider-Gwen and Spider-Peg because my number five is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1, which is apparently coming out in June of this year. <laughs> which is also the continuation of the story itself, and set up in Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, we know that it's the senior actor voice in Miles. We've got uh, Jake Johnson, who's now voice in the uh, slightly tubby version of Peter Parker we met in the last one. We've got uh, Hayley Steinfeld back in Spider-Gwen. But how, sadly, the only thing that would move this up the list is the fact that no confirmation on whether or not spider Pike or indeed Spider-Noir, voiced by Nicolas Cage, are going to be in this.
1: Well, we can hope. Yeah, the fact is that this looks quite a big film, and it's only part one. Mm-hmm. um makes me curious, but yeah, uh, I am a fan of the, um, the original, so um, yeah, I expect big things from this film.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got uh, Oscar Isaac is in this because he just has, loves snapping up those uh, those uh, superhero movie. The superhero movie rules. Uh, he's voicing. I can't remember the guy's real name, but he's uh, Spider-Man 2099, like the futuristic version. All oh, right, of Spider-Man. <laughs> I think it's been set up that like he might kind of be a sort of villain in this one, and that he's got a good reason for what he's trying to do. But he and like Miles will like clash on ideals, and then there'll be an actual villain that's revealed at some point in this, which then carries over to the next one. I think it's maybe like some sort of like obscure villain as well that they're using in this. But they've also got a uh, Spider Woman in this as well, the Jessica Drew Spider Woman. Ah, oh, cool. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya, uh, from who was in the first Black Panther, and I believe he was in, uh, he may have been in Get Out, but he's playing Spider Punk. <laughs> so there's all sorts of different ones. I think actually at one point, like, there's so many people pointing out there was this Spider Man and that Spider Man in the background. I think the Spider-Man from the PS4 game and that style of suit that you see on the cover of that game is spotted somewhere in the background of one of the trailers. <laughs>
1: it's going to be a lot of fan service, it's going to be a, going to be a. Hopefully, it'll be really cool to help They don't sort of try and do too much and spoil it because um, you do get that sometimes, don't you? When they sort of try and cram that much stuff into these films, so that.
2: Spoils it slightly too much Yeah, I'm sure there'll just be ones like in the background that maybe don't speak. It's just a case of like, can, did you spot uh, Did you spot this person who was in the background? No. Oh well, he was there <laughs> no, I thought you didn't see him uh, I think the film is a character called, I mentioned it, that that Tila's film is called the spot He's kind of covering his spots that allow him to like just teleport places which I'm sure for one that's called like where you technically go across universes could be a, a decent villain. Uh, he's going to be voiced by Jason Schwartzman. Oh, but,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, so
2: yeah, you, know, you never know. He could be pretty good.
1: That could be quite cool. Uh, I, I trust them. Yeah, you know, the first first film was really good, so uh, yeah, should be should be good.
2: Yeah, I think in terms of like movies, like. Marvel or Super maybe movies outside of like the main like MCU like films I think this one the, like the the first one with, like one of the best ones they've ever done like I think it was just a, mainly a Sony thing so you know I'm I've got to say high expectations for this for this follow-up
1: yeah definitely so yeah
2: so yeah you
1: know, um, I, I thought it was oh yeah I felt for sure it's going to be more BS2 but
2: uh, you know, you know. Oh, God, they're not <laughs> doing that, are they? <laughs> On the foot, so. <laughs> God, I so. Gotta hope not. Shouldn't it have been a more one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well,
2: there were you. Who was your number five? I mean, has Jared Leto I'm not ruined really
1: enough comic book characters?
2: <laughs>
1: clearly not. Clearly, <laughs> clearly. Not. Okay, so I was going to go for the bit of an out there film um it's um good for Nolan's new film Oppenheimer because it's piqued my interest but now because of games are in the equation I'm gonna go <laughs> for the Resident Evil 4 remake that's due out I think maybe March or April sort of time in 2023 regarded as one of the best of the resident evil franchise if not one of the best games of all time the original resident evil four i played it when it originally came out and i think about 2005 so um really looking forward to what they're doing with this apparently the projects we noticed are done by the people who um developed the Resident Evil Two remake, which um, turned out really good, so a lot of high hopes um, for this game. Are you you ever a gamer? Have you you played any of the Resident Evil games at all?
2: I am. A, I'm the game. Kind of, I'm the kind of person who, if I actually called myself a gamer, actual gamers would hate me <laughs> because <laughs> I don't play enough to be a game, which is why you know. I I that's why I've been humming and how a big game of PS five uh, for so long. So I know of Resident Evil, I know there was they were popular games and from what I've heard, not so popular movies from coming from those yes. <laughs> from those games. <laughs> so can't say I know uh, too much about it. I, I I have seen trailers for that Open that you mentioned and I I looked up the cast list for it. My word does all appeal, but if you are excited enough to see it, uh, Carl, I'll just see here, it's two and a half hours long, so uh, bring a cup to piss in.
1: That's nothing, I mean, I sat through Batman nearly three hours and, uh, you know, that should have be been two and a half hours. half hours been walking the park
2: now. <laughs> <laughs> 2022 was really the, the year that you really trained your bladder, wasn't it? set. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm glad. I'm glad that you're excited uh, for this Resident Evil game, even though I can't comment on it.
1: But yeah, it's um, the thing is with um, a lot. Of, you find it with a lot of movies uh, based on games. The people who are making the movies clearly have absolutely no idea about any of these games. they Are making the movies about, so they just go in their own direction, and they make a crap film. That upsets all the gamers because it's nothing like the game, and no one else likes because it's crap. So you know, at least try and get it something like the the game to at least please somebody.
2: Yeah, like I heard like, they did one like that, like Monkey City or whatever it was, or Raccoon City. Was it? I don't know. It came out a couple of years ago. I think it might have been like Dread to like a streaming service or whatever. And I heard that wasn't very good either.
1: Mm, be interesting to see what this Last of Us um, series ends yeah. up being like not that that's a game I've played it was, I did give it a bit of a go but it was, wasn't really to my taste I know that's probably going to shock a lot of people you can't just have a game and it doesn't like The Last of Us but it just wasn't for me
2: yeah, I, like, I like the look of it a uh, Pedro of playing one mm. of the main cards in it so I hope it's good otherwise I'll be annoyed that this is the main reason we got delays on getting Mandalorian season three.
0: <laughs>
1: well, there we go. Resident Evil Four remake is my um, fifth pick. What's your what's your fourth, then, Scott? Uh,
2: I think I thought it would be too easy to do a lot of like the Marvel stuff, like TV shows and uh, like film life. And a lot of the T V shows like you got like some good stuff in terms of TV, like Echo and Ticker Invasion coming this year and like what if but like I didn't feel as strongly about any of these to put it on my as I say I didn't feel strongly enough to put them on my uh, my list. So the one real mCU thing I do have is Guardians Volume Three. Given also we were just talking earlier about mm. the Guardians uh, holiday special, apparently the film This and this holiday special like back to back. So, which makes sense. Uh, James Gunn's pretty much done with Marvel after this, so... Yeah, he's the head of the new DC project, isn't he? And apparently it's going swimmingly from what I've mm-hmm.
0: heard.
2: Yeah. Henry Cavill's back and now he's gone again. And then he fired mm-hmm. his uh, agent, who just so happens to be the Rock's ex-wife. And who's the Rock's agent?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: A bit. I'm wondering if uh, the people at Netflix are going to have to give William Hensworth an unfortunate uh, phone call just like, yeah, we, we <laughs> thought we knew to, but suddenly Henry's got a lot of free time He like
1: is doing that, what, what is that new project he's doing? Uh, that's based on a game or something, isn't it? Um Or of... No... There's some there's some new Netflix project he's apparently involved in now based on a game. Completely forgot what it is, though.
2: He clearly loves Superman and video games. Like, fine, if you can't let me be... They won't let me be Superman. I'm just going to make every... Star in every adaptation of a game I like. <laughs> <That's>, that <laughs> seems to be Henry Cavill's move all. But, yeah, I mean, I liked what uh, James Gunn did with, like, Suicide Squad and, like, Peacemaker. So, mm. you know... Oh, well, all the best um, so I think we'll see the Guardians again but I think this has been unofficially said that this might be the last like officially like, Guardians film just of them themselves uh, and allegedly one of them is going to die in this film I shouldn't have laughed when I said that but one of them is going to die and I have my theories about who it is but I'm not going to say it because I'm not that kind of person
1: well I mean it's it's a film, it's not real life, so you know you can you can chuckle about it. It's only <laughs> a fictional character dying. it's not the real person
2: uh when we say that, but some people take like in character deaths very seriously. I mean, there are people who aren't over mesa dying <laughs> 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 they oh, you
1: have to drive that up, didn't yeah. <laughs>
2: I remember I was watching well, You cheated
1: to a film specifically to see that character and actress and then killed off before the film's <laughs> even flipping up going and then the film's
2: crap anyway and then that film brings that character back in a flashback after two hours of bo- <laughs> mind-numbing boredom to <laughs> show you how they died and show you them dying again oh,
1: She's got Two things that could have kept me awake and watching <laughs> this film. let them away from me!
2: Yeah. The funny thing about Mufasa is, uh, i was watching to some about dead, the running theme of dead parents in a Disney movie. Like, they didn't just kill them off, they waited till 40 minutes in, they let you like them, and then they killed them. <laughs> anyway, Guardians. I'm looking forward to uh, Guardians Three. Uh, you got Adam uh, Adam Warlock being in this film, being introduced to a big uh, character within the Guardians universe, and you know I just yeah you know, I'm hoping for a fun looking forward to a fun time. right until I am assuming in the last twenty minutes when we all cry, cause someone dies, <laughs> uh, and then we'll be able to see them all well, most of them again in like Avengers. Who knows? But I'm looking forward to because I was blown away by how good the first Guardians was. They'd heard about it and read like, the Catholics, and I thought, like, this sounds like an absolute load of shit. And then yeah, I, thought, I must
1: admit, I wasn't. I wasn't when um, I wasn't sold on the announcement of the first. one. So I was like Chris Pratt because no one knew who Chris Pratt was back then. I'm like, mm-hmm. who the hell's Chris Pratt? What kind of a name is Chris Pratt anyway? But yeah, turned out to be awesome. To be fair,
2: like yeah. you got, you got, you're having Bradley Cooper. You know, one of the most well known and best looking actors in Hollywood voicing her Talking Raccoon. And you got Vin Diesel uh, voicing a tree. And then you brought <laughs> Batista in, who, honestly, this was, I think he'll admit it, like, it was probably the best thing he'd done up to that point by a Country of Mile the biggest thing he'd ever done. But like, he'd, he'd, he'd made some bad directed DVD filming acting choices when he first left WWE. <laughs> and then, like, that first trailer came out to hook Donna Phelan, and I was hooked, pun intended. Like, a rare occasion where the cinema that was local to me, first date came out first showing they had available. I was there to see <laughs> the film. I was not disappointed. So you know, I'm looking forward to it, you know all coming full circle.
1: Yeah, should be good. And the, I think they're bringing in the villain that we saw uh, at the sort of end of the trade of teasers in the second one, mm-hmm. no, aren't we? So that yeah. that'd be cool. We're getting a bit of a payoff there. Uh-huh. Uh
2: huh. Yeah, so I just thinking a bit about there, and drag. I remember when he first came back to WWE. I think he left WWE 2014 right before that first trailer came out. And Triple H does a, like a, a to the interview with Michael Cole, taking the piss there. But he said, uh, "Yeah, good luck playing Drax the Destroyer," and it comes out as one of the biggest movies of the year. <laughs> and now <laughs> he's too big to come back.
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to flop, didn't they? And <laughs> 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 just because just Triple H is best. Known for the Pacifier and being um, being on the Crap Blade film.
2: I believe it was the Cheperoon and the Pacifier which I saw. No, pacifier was ironically Vin Diesel. Neither mm. films are good, it's just it's best to know which actor was in the, the right shit film. Yeah. <laughs> pacifier, Cheperoon,
1: all the same shit to me, Scott. <laughs> yeah.
2: the, the one good scene in the Pacifier is Vin Diesel randomly beating up Robert from Everybody Loves Raven ah <laughs> uh, what a type <laughs> but anyway I saw that movie in cinemas I don't know why uh, but yeah it's the same thing they did with The Rock Like The Rock's contract just expired in 2005 very originally because no one bothered to, to call him to re-sign I think they were a bit better about him choosing Hollywood mm. they were convinced he was going to fail and for a while he was a bit of a point selling with the 250 but then he and exact then his ex-wife said, "I'll be your agent." And all of a sudden, oh look, the Rock's in Fast and Furious. Look, maybe the Fast and Furious is worth watching. I've only watched one of them, but the Rock was in it.
1: It'll well, not be awkward for him and his new message. Oh, his ex-wife. <laughs> so it's time for his ex-wife, but oh, no, that's that's the Rock's business. Yeah, because they put the yeah, <laughs> because they they're doing the XFL together as well, aren't they?
2: Yeah, it's simple. The Rock worked it out. He said, "You know, how's your?" He asked him, "How does uh, your your new wife feel about you working with the X It doesn't matter how she feels. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm far too proud of that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> before I pat myself on the back anymore. Yeah, Guardians Three. That's my number four. What's your number four? So my number four is Batwoman. Wait, hold on.
1: What do you mean it's been cancelled? <laughs>
2: Oh. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> they found no. that in Glasgow as well.
1: No wonder it got fucking
0: cancelled
1: then. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. I love I love Scotland and Scottish people and that's your name's Nicholas Sturgeon.
2: Sure. Yeah, I'm I'm on I'm on board. <laughs> But no, um, this one
1: might be a little bit of a, an out there one. Um, but I'm, I actually, I'm looking forward to um, the new Free Musketeer* film that's due out um, around Easter time, subtitled *D'Artagnan*, because it's <laughs> going to be a film back to back of its sequel, which is subtitled *Milady* um this looks like it this was filmed on location in france and it does look like it is spoken all in french so it might be a, a film that even liam might want to watch he likes all this subtitled malarkey but from the trailers it does look really good um it's got um vincent cass carousel i can't say his name he was the one who played uh, Jesus in that film directed by Mel Gibson, The Passion of Christ. Oh, if
2: that uh, if that helps. Jim Caviezel. That's him. yeah.
1: Me and names. It's
2: like it, it'd
1: be a running gag if it wasn't so awkward and true. <laughs>
2: And uh, it's also got... And on some occasions, G- uh, occasion, potentially racism. Uh, it's even... it's uh,
1: It's got Eva Green, uh, who plays Milady, who I mentioned, and a lot of, uh, I'm assuming, French actors that I'm not too familiar with. But, um, yeah, from the trailers, it looks really good. And I've always been a fan of The Three Musketeers, because it's apparently based on some sort of diaries... Um, the the author stumbled across so um there might be a tiny bit of truth to some of this who, who knows um but i sort of grew up on a, a cartoon called dog tanyan see what they did there and the <laughs> and the famous hounds back in um probably the late 80s early 90s um so that's sort of where my my love um for this particular IP came from and I have watched different variations of the film and uh, series and uh, read the even read the book as well it's quite a quite a big book alex is it alexander dumas who um yeah who wrote wrote them um i didn't know all this before but then you start talking about it and you and you, you think you know this stuff and all of a sudden it you might just goes blank and you forget all these names of the important things but uh yeah that, that's definitely i'd be very interested to see um what they do because obviously it's been quite a lot of a, adaptations um over the years i think the latest one was um that one directed by the guy who directed um the um resident evil, some of the resident evil films and uh, as he always does he's stuck his wife in Mila Yakovitch, and they had these weird flying airships and stuff it was quite strange it it wasn't i don't mind a bit of sci-fi mixed and mixed up in stuff, but you know this is a film that tears. I want realism and historical accuracy and whatnot and it looks like we're gonna get that in this these two new films that pretty awesome. so uh, yeah. yeah
2: well, you know looking like there are main there are several adaptations of there and the first one I ever saw is obviously the best one. Which is uh, the three mouse keteers? See what they did there, which had Mickey, Donald, and <laughs> Goofy's. Yeah. <laughs> <cat
0: ears. laughs> uh, I
2: can I, of course. But that is legit the first one I ever saw. And then I saw the one which has Chris O'Donnell as a dartine and like Charlie Sheen's in it as well.
1: That's, that's one. Yeah, that's one I've seen. There's also one um, from way back in the day where um, the guy plays I forget his name now, the guy from Logan Run who plays Basil Expedition in the Austin Power films was um yeah. uh D'Artagnan back in the seventies. That's uh, another adaptation. Although BBC did one um it was getting, probably getting on for ten years ago now. I think it was about two thousand and fourteen, something like that. Um they did a quite a cool ab- adaptation three seasons on the on the BBC. So um yeah. So it's, it's always a good always a good watch. And you know, I was also thinking um, the other day as well when I was thinking about putting this on my list, um, that when me and Liam were doing our villains, we were, we were we were struggling to think of really captivating good female villains and then I was like, Milady, you know, she's one of the best and well known female villains of all time and didn't even think because you know she's quite a complex character as well. She'd have been a really good one to done and so we so we missed missed a trick there. <laughs> oh, it was yeah. played by a it was played by a cat in Dog Tanyan. <laughs> I mean those of course, evil, nasty felines. Yeah. <laughs> uh.
2: <laughs> uh, well, we all know how where. What side Liam leans to? So you know he's a bit. He leans a bit on the right. He doesn't like women. He wouldn't let you talk about female villains. <laughs> uh, it's pure speculation based on a little bit of truth.
1: <laughs> oh, he's, he's he's a he's a woke person. Liam keeping us on the straight and narrow. Yeah,
2: he, he foolishly tried to become our human resources man a Rogue Opinions. A job which I'm sure is me and pull all his hair out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So, Scott, your third
2: pick. Yes, my third pick. This is one we don't, a subject we don't really talk about on this show, so it's not a bit different. Uh, but I put this in the, I, I put this in my, like, middle of the list because I am very much looking forward to it. All the signs seem to be. point is something i should be like excited about but at the same time it's a franchise i've been burned by before so by putting in the middle i'm trying to you know help subvert my expectations of it. it is transformers rise of the beasts
1: oh yeah i've seen i've seen some traders for this Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) uh so basically i think it's set in 1994 it's after Bumblebee but it's the start of a of its own little like, trilogy but the characters are going back to a more like cartoon accurate like, look at, as they did in Bumblebee so it's following that kind of tone. I don't know if it's the same director doing it but basically they're introducing the characters from the popular 90s like Transformers kind of spin-off show Beast Wars where you have Maximals who are descendants of Autobots and Predacons descendants of the Psychicons being introduced in this, so I think you're gonna get C characters introduced in this film. And uh, this is a to start some sort of trilogy. Rumors all that some point this trilogy Unicron will be introduced, so uh, I would like to see that in like the second or third film is like this uh like a Thanos level villain. Uh you got some notable transformers from the cartoons being introduced here. You got Optimus, obviously, voiced by Peter Cullen as always, because that man will voice Optimus until he day dies. Uh davidson's voicing a character called mirage who's in one of the first transformers like g1 cartoons i ever watched so i've a, a, a soft spot for mirage uh, you bumblebee obviously and uh, the leader of the maximals you'll love this because he's a descendant of optimus Prime. he's not Optimus Prime. he's optimus primal let's you'll you'll see what they did there <laughs> he's been voiced up, by but, ron perlman i mean the
1: Musketeers, Doug. Tanyan, Optimus Well, You can see these movie
2: execs. Are absolute geniuses, can't you? Yeah. So he's being voiced by, uh, by Ron Perlman. Michelle Yeoh is in this, voicing a Maximal called Air Razor, who turns into, I believe, a hawk or something like that. Uh, You've got some classic characters. There's another group. It's not Decepticons working as well as Predacons. You've got a group called Terracons. Voiced by, who led by a character called Scourge, who's going to be voiced by Peter Dinklage. Uh, I think they really over... they really just kind of watered down Megatron in the old Bay ones, because he was here, he's dead, he's back again, he's dead again. So, <laughs> but there was a Predacon version of Megatron, they haven't shown him any trailers or mentioned him, but I think somewhere he is confirmed to appear, so, you know, introducing him alongside Scourge as, like, the two main villains on that side, so, like, a new version of Megatron. And then you get bloody Unicron hopefully later on. So yeah, it's, a, it's something that appeals to the little kid of me who was obsessed with Transformers. So I'm hopeful that this, you know, this helps me catch my love for Transformers, much like Bumblebee did. Because, you know, I went on a roller coaster of emotions with those Michael Bay Transformers, I tell you. The first one came out, couldn't get enough of it. I enjoyed it, even though there's some weird bits I'm looking back. Especially given the fact that clearly there's no chemistry between Sherlock and Megan Fox. Uh, second one comes out, I am buzzed beyond belief. Comes out, I hated it. Third yeah, one. Yeah, second one's horrendous, isn't it? I quite like the third one. I don't mind the third one. Yeah, I don't mind it. Like, you got Shockwave. As like probably a, a bit. Just-
1: probably a bit too long, but...
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you Rosie- can say
1: that... And um, Rosie Hunter, what was her name? Um, that model, Rosie Hunter. Yeah, couldn't act to save her life. And I think the fact
2: she's—I've not seen her in anything else—so sort of confirms that. Uh, yeah, Megan Fox, who famously got fired from uh, the transport film because you compare the working conditions <laughs> uh, that Michael Bay made actors work on during the second one is something to, similar to being like what the Nazis would do in a work or something like that. And given the fact the first few films were executively produced by Steven Spielberg, he mm. he was like, "I can't have that. Get her to fuck." Basically, that was why it would sound like if Steven Spielberg was from Glasgow. But and then she gets just brought in because like, oh we need a hot woman for Charlotte, Who another hot woman who Shiloh could never get.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, but, and then fucking Mark Wahlberg. Good lord. Those, those,
1: yeah, those Mark Wahlberg ones were. And you can't just play Mark Wahlberg. I mean, they were just trudged
2: films, even though one had Frazier in it. Not even Kelsey Grammer could save it. And Optimus Prime just randomly murders Kelsey Grammer in that movie. Like, the first one he goes from, like, we should never harm humans, like, not even to save Bumblebee. Second one, fucking humans. (laughs) 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 By the fourth one, he's just done. And. (laughs) If, like the third one, a bit long, he said alright, Shockwave should have been the main villain, not Megatron again, and Leonard Nimoy randomly playing Sentinel and then you yeah, had the fourth one like, the fourth one was so bad I wanted to, want to see it with my cousin, I was on the bus home, and I was halfway home and I'm working through the plot of what I just saw in my head, and it's starting to make somewhat better sense and I'm like, this is a movie about transforming fucking robots I mean, I love the franchise and everything, but the plot should not be this complicated to work out. Like, it should not need Benoit <laughs> Blanc to point together <laughs> the plans of the <laughs> Descending Like, It was so bad. I didn't even go see the fifth one. I've still never seen uh, the fifth one.
1: And somehow, in the fifth one, they managed to convince Anthony Hopkins to be in it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think films like this go to show that a certain actors who, when they get a certain age, they are very content just to take the money sometimes. Yeah, I think I think that's pretty much the case. <laughs> it's weird with Anthony Hopkins because he, he he speaks so softly. You can't tell when he's actually making an effort sometimes and when he's phoning it in. But <laughs> I I think it's just, it goes without saying probably for that last, for that Transformers film he was in. But this one I am very much looking forward to because it looks like well, some attention to detail has been made to you know, people who are actually fans of this franchise.
1: Definitely, yeah. Hopefully it will be good. I mean, I grew up with Transformers as a little kid in the 80s. We have the cartoons and all the original toys. So, you know, I, I was buzzed with um, you know, Michael Bay and Steven Spielberg were making a film. And, yeah, the first film was pretty pretty all right for, uh, you know, a Transformers film. But, yeah, Bumblebee that's been a lot was a lot more like it and hopefully um this new one carries on in a similar vein
2: yeah because i remember that scene at the start of Bombay when they're all in cyber trying to see all these characters around the like, pop up for a minute and just like for anybody who watched the cartoon it's just basically a lot of like it's it's nostalgia for basically like look all these characters look they look exactly like they used to
1: yeah which, which
2: helped yeah <laughs> <laughs> it does help yeah but yeah, that is my my number three. Grand. So I merely put I merely put that in for therapy reasons, so I could spew my venom about how much I I greatly hate the, <laughs> the 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 Michael B version of the Transformers movies.
1: So right, I have gone for more obvious ones now. So right. um, my number three is um, Mandalorian season three. I'm really looking forward to this after, you know, the first, this is what really revitalised the, the Star Wars franchise, really, after the um, the buckle of the um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The sequel, the, the sequel yeah. trilogy, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, my, I wasn't completely sold on it when I heard about it, but obviously we were like getting Disney plus in this country mm-hmm. so it' would already been seen in America and all all the chatter and things I'd seen on Twitter and social media from uh, Americans that had watched it was very positive so um we're all you know pretty anticipation for when we got Disney plus in this country and we could finally watch it legally uh, well, a lot of people find ways to watch it anyway <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it was um really good and uh, the second series built um on the first series uh which was also really good as well we also have bits of the mandalorian and uh the book of Boba fett and um it looks like we're gonna carry on uh, in season three where well, season two left off with um the sort of fight for Mandalore with um, you know, Katie Sakoff's character being a bit more yeah. involved, um, and I was looking to hopefully um, get back into his um, sort of cult or whatever, Scud books, because he got told off for taking his helmet off. The naughty, yeah. naughty boy! Tut, course, tut, 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 tut. He's still got Grogu back as well, because. Luke's a crap teacher clearly (laughs) I mean
2: yeah I remember that episode I think the sentiment was wow no wonder Kylo Ren wound up (laughs) as messed up as he ended up
1: (laughs) 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 but yeah it's just leave just leave the teaching to Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi I mean obviously
2: these (laughs) Skywalkers just can't be trusted for kids (laughs) clearly not clearly (laughs) not (laughs) <laughs> I mean, looking at the uh, the sequel trilogy, like yeah, there was like I loved the f- the first one that came out. I know a lot of people say, oh, it's just like uh, I do hope yes but there's stuff to enjoy about it. If you look beyond that, the what Ryan Johnson one, I like Ryan Johnson now because of how good Nice Out are, but that just went all sorts of fucking wrong. <laughs> uh, and then that bloody mate, the attempt that I make good with the Rise of Skywalker when they brought DJ back in Really just going to show sure that J.J. should have just done the whole trilogy himself. Like, yeah,
1: because he has to sort of try and course correct. For, uh, yeah, he gets a lot of stick for um, the third one, and perhaps rightly so in a sense, but he did have to course correct because he set a lot of things up for a sequel and Ryan Johnson just thought nah I thought oh, I'll just go with my own direction and kill off the big bad villain really really easily for no real apparent reason. So we go to the third one, he don't have a villain. Yeah, things he set things he set up for what's her name's parent, raised parents. <laughs> they're they're nobody special apparently now. So, you know. I know he he went to. to, I don't know. Did he? Did he go to do Star Trek or Star Trek first? He he went to do some other project, didn't he? And and that's why Ryan Johnson was brought in. But he just went so in another direction. Even though lots of things were set up, um, that it just completely fucked it all up. Basically, I think that's the one thing you always had with the others. Mm -hmm. At least they were. You know, they might. They they have that. The you know, sceptics and the people who aren't keen on the original trilogy and even the the prequel trilogy, but at least it always had George Lucas's vision and it was a coherent vision that you know had its path, got to the destination, and it makes sense. Where yeah. this pre uh, this prequel, the sequel trilogy really just is all over the show, really.
2: Yeah, I think like there was a lot to do on friends with Ryan Johnson as well, but like. Uh, annoyingly, there was like a theory going around that they'd do like the double turn. He's a wrestling reference. You know, <laughs> Ray goes villain. Carlo becomes a good guy, and they swap roles. For the last one, and have like have a big like showdown, uh, and it did seem like there was a lot of stuff in Rise and uh, the Last Jedi. It seemed like it was beat leading to that point where the big moat would come. in that moment, we still we we Supreme Leader Snoke, and then the second, like he gets killed off. I sat there I'm like, what the fuck are we doing now, <laughs> like? And then, like, I think Ryan Johnson was mega his own trilogy where he could have been allowed to tell his own vision, which probably, you know, because he's unised it when he's allowed to tell his own story, you know, without interfering with somebody else's, it's, you know, it's fine. Uh, well, more than fine, but you know what I mean. But, like, I think like, it's the fact that Lucasfilm just panted went, No, we're not trusting you with this, with our precious Star Wars again. No, you go away, away. Go to Netflix.
1: only well, we could go back in time and just put John Favreau in charge of it.
2: Yeah, no, Who would have known the guy who kickstarted the MCU, one of the most successful franchises in modern time, would be the guy to help make Star Wars successful again? Who, who would have thought that would be the case? <laughs> oh no, yeah. <laughs> but like, one thing I like, one of the things that's funny about the prequels, obviously, a lot of people talk about how obviously Palpatine being alive doesn't make any sense. But there's stuff that we saw in Mount and like stuff that's been referenced in Bad Batch about cloning everything. So it does feel like a lot of these Star Wars properties are both like acknowledging stuff that. It's suddenly becoming canon, uh, and also being a case of like, oh, here's things from other movies that didn't make sense. Here's our attempt to help make them make sense. Yeah, I mean, there's something, obviously, about
1: cloning or something going on with what they want Grogu. They want his force powers for for some reason or another, and it's all very sort of secretive and hush-hush, so hopefully that goes somewhere as, as well, eventually, what, what the... Uh, the sort of empire are up to, or first order, whatever they are in uh, in in Mando. I'm not too sure. I think I mean they're sort of sort of between um, the empire and going into the first order, aren't they? And, mm-hmm. in, in Mando, looking at the timeline, so they're not they're the they're the fallen empire, but not quite not quite the first order yet.
2: Yeah, I, I would like to see where we get that kind of point where we we go from that to we go from like First Order to like well, what this is, is the Empire to what like, the First Order would become mm. everything like that because uh, it does feel I do worry that we're running it a piece in Star Wars like because you got that acolyte show that's going way before Phantom Menace but like we, between Andor and Bad Batch and Rebels like we're really spread in Kenobi we're spreading thin events that can happen between episodes 3 and mm. 4 and then with well, this new Mando universe with this and Ahsoka and some other things Like, there's always so much that can happen in the 30 years between Return of the Jedi and the sequel trilogy, so they're going to have to look at new points in the Star Wars universe if they want to keep chewing out, like, great shows like this, but I think one of the best things, like, there's a lot of great things you can say about the Clone Wars show, but one of the best things about it is, like, making a lot more Star Wars fans who weren't aware of them, like, more aware of, like, Mandalore and, like, the Darksaber Mandalorian society, because when they were obviously like, wanting to do something very different with John Favreau, like, let's go away from the Force, let's do something different. I think Mandalore, Mandalorians were like something that if you were a diehard enough of a fan, you knew enough about. But like, it was also the bounty hunting side, you could easily use that to appeal to casual Star Wars fans as well. So yeah. in the case of like, getting as far away from like, Skywalkers or Force users, for the most part, except for like, easily we grew up with like, getting as far away from what we knew of Star Wars... Uh, which is what makes this one so good.
1: Yeah, it's been really good and successful because um, a lot of people I spoke to who like sort of sci-fi stuff, but haven't really been into Star Wars, they'll tell me, you know, I'm not really a Star Wars fan, but I did watch The Mandalorian and I did really enjoy it. I it's because it's got like... I mean, Star Wars has always been kind of a westerny vibe, but it's even more leaned into the westerny vibe with the Mandalorian, which I think um,
2: a lot of people like. Yeah, yeah, I think he's like taking it back to like the early like influences of it, and mm. then and then making it like a usual but little more cinematic style. Yeah, yeah, I can't argue with I can't argue with that, and we're going to be talking about more of Star Wars when I. If I can go into my number two, Carl, is Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Ah, wow. Well, this was,
1: this is going to be my number one. So we have finally landed on one that we both do. So we might as well do my number one and your number two together
2: well, then. Well, I'll be, I'll, you know, I I'll, was I'll thinking about going back to it, but this was going between my, this was almost minor one. It was going back and forth between one other thing. So this is my number two. Mandalorian season 3 is my number one <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else I can say like we've talked but man on the start is a Mandalorian pod the thing between you and I and just like it's blossomed from, from then on but like
0: mm. I'm
2: so excited and like I said the fact that they're they're going to do a season 4 as well means that I know so much more is going to be set up and I like seeing more characters being added I want like to see more of the fact that we get to go in Mandalore in season 3 like, and live yeah. action what like, to me about that, but like, I think the thing the reason I was going back and forth for number one between this and you know Ahsoka is because I think I was, the reason I was going to put Ahsoka potentially number one is the fact that I do feel like I know what to, ex- what to expect in some ways from Mandalorian, whereas you know, I don't know what exactly we're going to get from Ahsoka, but I know given Dave Filoni's involved in it, and for the most part, it does seem to be a case of like this is the spiritual sequel. To rebels, for the most part, from what I've seen, like also they've cast, uh they're getting Edra Bridger, thrown Sabine. There's rumours that that Mary Elizabeth Win- Winstead, uh, if that's her name, per correct, correctly, is potentially going to be Hera from Rebels. So basically, everyone can come back, except for Kane, You're still dead. <laughs> I mean. If you wanted to get Fairy Prince Jr as a force because I'm sure he'd do it for free. He's such a big Star Wars fan.
1: Yeah, apparently Hayden Christian's going to have some sort of role, even if it might be only a, a cameo in it. So um, that would be pretty cool as well. It might be some sort of flashback or something, perhaps. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, I, again, Rebels, I wasn't super convinced on on that when it was announced but you know during lockdown i burnt through clone wars because i was always fancy watching that and being on disney plus game which chance to watch that and i thought oh well might as well Now burnt through all that might as well um check out uh, rebels and i really enjoyed that as well especially you know you got um ahsoka actually finally coming face to face with Darth, you know, Darth Vader and realizing he's Anakin and then facing off. So that was pretty you know, that was pretty awesome. Well, yeah, really well, you know, really well done. So um, we got to see some Darth more in there too. Mm. So um yeah. And this was high up on my list and above Mando because this is, you know, uh, again, a character. Uh, I was, you know, a lot of people were fanboying when, and oh, Ahsoka's going to be in the Mandalorian. This before a lot time before I'd watched uh, Clone Wars, so I didn't really know much about Ahsoka, so I didn't have the same excitement. But um, once I had watched. Um, Clone Wars and, and, rab- and Rebels, I was able to appreciate it more. And I really, I really like um, Rizzo Dawson's portrayal of a more grown up, um, older um, Ahsoka. And she's probably about the right age. I think she's somewhere around my age 40. 344, which is about the age you'd expect the Soka to be in this sort of timeline, I think, if um, my maths and calculations are correct. So, um, yeah, it's all worked out quite well, and I really enjoyed her. You have a uh, what we saw of her in um, the Mandalorian episode called The Jedi, mm-hmm. and um, uh, her brief appearance in the book above effect, that episode, there too. Um, you know, a bit more fanboy because she actually met Luke in, in that one, which is really cool. So, uh, yeah, and there's rumors that Grand Admiral Fraun will be in it as well. So, that's someone I'd you know, I'm looking forward to. It's still not clear on who's actually portraying him, though. They're staying quite tight-lipped. Not, I heard re, I've heard rumours Pierce Brosnan, perhaps, but I'm not 100% sure on, on that. It's only rumours. I've not heard anything concrete. Yeah. But, um, you know, it'd be great to see him brought to life um, by, by uh, you know, an actual person. And, yes, yeah, seeing... You know, is, is it, you know, are they still looking for Ezra Bridger at this time? And does it, you know, do they, is it not until the end they find him? Or is it in the middle they find him? And what's, what? you know, what's he been doing? Has he been Andrew Thrawn's prisoner for all this time? It's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be really interesting to,
2: to see where they go with this
1: and what they
2: do with it. Yeah, because, like, honestly, this... Book above it, uh, and Mando are all set are kind of around the same time. So basically, so, Soga could have gone right from when she was meeting Luke, and so bigger above it to wherever it's happening in this. And there's also the, that potential for crossover, with be Ren into Mando because you know there was a storyline where she was wheeling the dark saber yes. during Rebels, and then willingly handed over leadership to Bo Katan, but then also that ended up in the hands of Moff um, Gideon and everything. So. There's always, like, the potential there, what she's been up to uh, ever since, like, the end of Rebels and everything, like, because, like, obviously this is before the original trilogy was Rebels, so everything's happened there, and then a good few years after that, uh, and then we got this, so they've all probably been through a lot, so nice to catch up where the characters are, and, like, like you said, this Rosara Dawson, like, when you've watched, like, the Clone Wars, you see, like, Ahsoka's like, development, and you see her in Rebels a bit older, and now she's even more older and a bit wiser, and this and then. I think we're basically going to see a bit more kind of a grizzled version of these characters because, obviously, they've been through a lot in the intervening years.
1: Yeah, because she got, she got trapped in that kind of weird limbo bit for a while mm-hmm. as well, didn't she? And uh, she had a battle with Vader and as a bridger had to sort of get her right of that. So she probably mm-hmm. sort of feels she, she owes him... Um, mm-hmm for that as well i dare say but yeah she's like this sort of annoying sort of young lady to start off with um a lot of people didn't quite warm to her straight away but apparently that was the whole point she was supposed to be annoying um in the first a uh, few episodes of the first season and then, yeah you, you just see a character uh, you know a, a character growth as you go as you run through the clone wars and then even in um Rebels, how she becomes part of this um part of the resistance is the fulcrum she sort of code names yeah. herself for a bit, doesn't she? Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I'm looking forward to like I think it's I think it's about six or eight episodes, I can't remember, but I think that's like it's Mando in like February, March time of twenty twenty three, or well, this year. Uh and then some point later on the next thing we get is Ahsoka. So not long to wait, but still feels ages away yeah. because again, we've not got any trailers or anything.
1: Yeah, this. I was gonna and say, hopefully, we'll see a trailer reasonably we'll soon. I mean, you know, just to let our appetite me looking forward to uh, seeing something. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to like see like, that getting these like being introduced to these characters because I'm wondering how many people are gonna be, you know, convinced to go see, go back and watch Rebels if they haven't seen already. But, I think when they introduced some of the characters like Ahsoka and Poketan in Season 2, they did it so well that you know I mean, even if you haven't watched Clone Wars, you can still get a sense of what these characters are about. So I don't think you have to watch Rebels to like, enjoy the characters we're going to see here with Dave Flo and his kind of weird continuation because he seems to understand how to reintroduce characters, but I think if you have watched it and you know the history and what all these characters like been through, it'll just be like an added bonus, but I won't I won't, mm. and if, won't affect your enjoyment too badly. Um, if we don't get any Mercedes
1: money, or however <laughs> right, yeah, say your new name, I want my money
2: back. I mean, maybe she'll be in Mando, because, you know, she said, oh, I'm only in one episode of Mandalorian season two, and she lied about that, and to try to be sneaky about not going back to wrestling for a while, and then she's back in and wrestling, uh, <laughs> She had a lot. A she
1: had, she kept having I mean, time off when she went back to WWE as well for uh, unspecified reasons. So maybe she was filming a, a scene or two. You just don't know. But then when you expect someone to be back on something, they
2: tend not to turn up on it. So you just don't know. Yeah, hope her hair's not doesn't look like how it did the <laughs> other night at Wrestle <laughs> Kingdom. Though Jesus, oh, looks like a buddy those mango local like monster cans. That's what it looks like to me. <laughs>
1: Should be a fun match against Kyrie Sane. I don't know if we ever got a re- did they ever wrestle each other in WWE? Um, uh, they might have done, but this'll be a proper, you know, because yeah. they weren't really taking Kyrie Sane seriously on the main roster yeah. with uh Vince. So this'll probably be a, a much better match.
2: Yeah, they probably did like something like tag wise, because when she was on yeah. like Asuka and everything yeah uh february 18th is when that match up it's a japan us show called battle in the valley in san jose which is where which is where her best friend bailey is from who was apparently backstage with her
1: apparently so yeah apparently yeah. so
2: anyway but yes my my number two is so good. i'm looking forward to that and my number one is also mando and Asoka's your number one. So I think we've only got your number two left. Yeah, so we're gonna have to go backwards. And my number two is gonna be
1: Loki season two. Because mm. um really enjoyed that. That's still my favorite um mini, you know, Marvel miniseries. I really liked what they did with that. I love Tom Hiddleston. I think he's uh, you know, excellent as Loki. Owen Wilson was brilliant as well. Um I mean, if this was a 2024 list, I'd be putting Deadpool on top, to be, mm. to be completely honest. But that's for next year, if you fucking remember.
2: <laughs> Probably think, oh, I completely forgot, this time next year, Jesus Christ. I mean, there's something that's coming out, I think, in the fall of this year, which I thought you'd put on your list, but maybe you've forgotten it as you're one to do. But I believe X-Men 97 is this year. So I would have thought you were good, because I remember you being particularly excited about that when we talked about the big list of like Marvel announcements a while back. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I won't lie. I did forget, but it, no, it, it wouldn't have quite made my top five list. But I'm still a little bit hesitant. I don't want my childhood memories to be to be ruined. But um, and yeah, if you don't have that original theme music, I will want my money back.
2: <laughs> Dear <Yes>. Mickey Mouse, <laughs> they've <No>. got <laughs>
1: they've got it's so iconic. Everyone knows it's the most iconic. Like. Theme tune from the nineties, like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I mean, they've got they've got to they've got no no subtle reworking you know, or retweaks, just that original theme tune. I mean, they even sort of into it when Professor X comes on in um, the um, Doctor Strange worse, though, film, I? didn't didn't yeah. they? And that had me popping more yeah. than <laughs> anything else.
2: He was there, he's big yellow chair, as well. exactly
1: awesome come on but yeah and they left so many things open with um you know what happened with kang and loki manages to get back um Mm -hmm. sylvie's apparently stuck there so um is she still gonna be in it how is she she gonna get back to them what's you know where's her you know what's her character gonna go and how's what's the loki gonna do because they didn't Recognize him, and there's a massive statue of Kang there. So, is he going to be in this at all? Because he's apparently supposed to be in Quantum Mania, and he's going to be a big, overarching big bad in Phase Five. Is it? So, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, quite a few. It was set up nicely for season two. So, if it's a season, season 2 so it's got season one. Uh, I think we're going to be in for a real treat. Shame there'll be Loki. no. Shame there be no more Richard E. Grant. as yeah, classic yeah. Loki. But you know, maybe we'll get crocodile Loki back. Yeah.
2: Crocodile Loki is you know, that's all we can ask for, but <laughs> you know, that or jet ski from Mobius one of the two. Yeah. Uh, I think Kang is a big reason Loki season two is also a big reason to go see but uh, quantum maniac is like as as the two people so we saw one version of Kang as he he who Obviously, well, he who shall not be named—not who he's killed—he mm. who remains, obviously, he who remains was killed by Sylvie. So another version, supposedly worse, is now taking over the T V, But is that the same version from Quantum? Or like, which of these? But which of the two versions are going to end up being the Kang and Kang Dynasty? You know, so like, there's so many variations of Kang we can go yeah. between now in that Avengers film that we don't know. And you know, it's good work for Buddy Jonathan Majors, if you can get it, like, play the same character for different versions and we'll pay you a buckload of money.
1: Uh, he's he's going to need that Jack Walker whiskey if he's got to play um, s- several iterations of the same character.
2: Uh, like, I thought he's also in that Creed 3 that's coming out, uh, again, playing the main, like, rival to Michael B. Jordan's character, so there you go. <laughs> this is really open doors for him. Like, I didn't know the guy was before Loki and then all of a sudden he's, he's bloody everywhere he's
1: everywhere <laughs> you find that That's a lot happens. of actors and actresses don't you you might not be too familiar with them you're seeing them in something you like and all of a sudden they're popping up all over the place and sometimes even when you go back and watch something um, from Uh, a year or so ago and you think oh that's where i knew her from she was in this thing that i watched but it was such a minor role that i didn't really pay her any mind or you know such and such
2: yeah i think it's to do with marvel just like as soon as somebody's announced to be a marvel flight a bunch of different others do like okay we need this actor in our thing clearly they're good because marvel snapped them up marvel always seems to (laughs) to know best uh
1: it's like when a comedian's out in this country, like um, Michael McIntyre or Roma Shringar Nathan or or John Bishop. All of a sudden, they're on every program known to man for a couple of years, and then they seem to
2: disappear without a trace. pretty sure John Bishop was in Doctor Who at one point, or I might be. No, 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 he
1: was. Yep, yep, he yep, was. was yeah.
2: Or, or it could be worse. You could be a, a comedian, comedian actor who does one really good TV show in the UK. And all of a sudden, you go over to America and you get given a late night. <laughs> show that you be in. And all of a sudden, and for some reason, because you're British, the Americans somehow find that quirky, enough that you're everywhere. Hmm. And your videos go all over social media, and we have to put out. you like, he's not fucking
1: funny, and he's ruining every film he's in, even
2: Cats, which was shy anyway. <laughs> we thought we we're at the bottom of the barrel with Cats, and then they added James like Oh, there's another layer here. <laughs> 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 so yeah, looking forward to to that to Loki like you said because I did feel like every episode in the first season was like when you had to watch, especially when you watched it back when you read notes like the mm. little details and everything. So every episode felt like must like watch. So I, I've no doubt this new season will be be like, no different.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. So um, that is that. Wow!
2: Well, yeah, we at least we had a few that were a bit different. Thank, thank goodness. But then, right at the very end, we realised something <laughs> We are like, always oh, come back to Star Wars and some uh, issue of reversion, But I, I saw this big list. I've got the image here of like big, like studio sale films are coming out this year. So we just create the, the like the we just create like the surface. Oh, we yeah. the surface. because like, like also this year we've we've got. We've mentioned that that man. What's going to me? We've got that. We've got Shazam Fury of the Gods come out. We've got a fourth John Wick film. There's a Dungeons and Dragons film coming out. Super Mario Brothers, a sixth screen film. We didn't ask for one. Speaking of the things we didn't ask for, Indiana Jones is another one of them. There's a Barbie film starring uh, Margaret Robbie and Ryan Gosling as Barbie and King, which they keep saying, whatever you think this film is, it's not that. <laughs> all right. There's a film. It's based this- on the
1: Aqua song. That's what it is, um, um, Scott.
2: I'm All a big, yeah, but it's just like an hour and a half of that. We've got Aquaman 2 in December. Nobody in fact, asked for that. I mean, it could be happening in December. With James going at the helm, who knows what's happening DC-wise this year. That was,
1: uh, on, my list apparently- of, that was on my list of things I'm definitely not
2: looking forward to. There's a a film about Willy Wonka where Willy Wonka prequel because we always want prequels. It's just called Wonka. Uh, you know, I thought I thought the whole point of that when he joined it was to give him backstory. What more backstory do we need? Uh, we got a part two of Dune. And I didn't watch the first part of Dune, but apparently a lot of people like it. So good for <laughs> them. Uh, the Marvels Fast X, the tenth Fast and Furious film. We've got to ten of those bastards. Yeah, John Cena managed to pop up,
1: so it's only a matter of time before James Corden's and, and, and one of them. <laughs>
2: uh, I mentioned Super Mario Brothers, I think, but mm-hmm. the biggest movie coming out is coming out on the 24th of February. It's the last film that will uh, ever feature really in it, because he's dead now, sadly. He filmed this right before he died. I'm sure oh, he right. died a happy man. I'm sure he died a happy man when he did this cocaine there <laughs> that's right I found a story a true story about a bear that just happened to find some random police evidence or of cocaine and ate too much of it that it then died uh, then has ever been turned into a drug deal gone wrong a bear finds cocaine and goes on her rampage
0: that's genius <laughs>
1: Well, well, we'll see. Uh, some of her directorial stuff hasn't been too terrific, has it? Like um, the revived Charlie's Angels or did she direct Power Rangers or was she just or did she no, just starring in it? But no. uh, apparently that was because we're we're all sexist and we didn't want to see women as heroes. No, Elizabeth, the film was just shy. We're, like, ma- we're red hot blooded men We we want to
2: see women Shoot and kick ass But yeah. not if the films a load <laughs> of bollocks We want to see one painted orange And swinging lights That's why we talked about soccer a minute ago <laughs> Exactly yeah. But I, talk, I think about that Charles Angel It's the same when they talked about the ghostbusters Female ghostbusters not doing well Jim Jeffries made a good point about like all the same when this film didn't do well, men did men who didn't go to see it were suddenly pigs and misogynists but like the reason it didn't do well, Ladies, is because you didn't fucking see it either. <laughs> so don't Nobody us watched for it. not seeing movie you didn't <laughs> <laughs> Don't criticize us for doing films <laughs> are not seeing films you didn't see either. We saw the trailer, it didn't look
1: funny. And of but yeah. yeah, John John Wick might have been something that made my list. But I was a little bit let down by the third chapter. It wasn't quite as good as the first two. And Mm. I don't know why Hal Berry had to be in it. She was totally shite. But um, this this weird bit where they go to the desert and stuff and that whole bit's just a bit weird enough put in for the franchise but seeing the trailers for the fourth one it does look quite good so hopefully it gets it uh, gets back on track because yeah. um i think there's apparently meant to be a fifth one as well I, oh, am i Jesus correct Christ. in thinking that i'm not too sure but yeah that should be yeah i'm, I'm quite looking for that and another one you know, um I, I sort of wouldn't mind seeing is the little mermaid live action mm. because as a the eight or nine-year-old watching the original cartoon, Ariel was one of my first crushes, I've had a thing for redheads ever since, and um, you know, all these people having these scientific reasons why Ariel the mermaid can't be black. It's a mermaid! Mermaids are not real! The colour of her skin is the least of our fucking problems!
2: Jeez. She lives in Atlantis and is a storyline when she gains legs. legs. <laughs> she gains legs by sacrificing <laughs> her voice to a sea witch. That's the bit. It was like the Loki shit where he hinted he might it, be yeah, bisexual exactly. or something like that. Like he is a he's a god of mischief. who's secretly the father, secretly the son of a frost giant, raised by Odin, brother to Thor, who is an Avenger. He then trying to take over the world. He's died technically. And he's talking to a female version of himself, but all. Oh, he might he might like to sleep with men as well as women. That's the, that's where we cross the line, is it?
1: Yeah, he's, he's basically fallen in love with himself when he's fallen in love with Sylvie. That you know, which makes sense because of his you know insane arrogance uh, and whatnot. But no, yeah, yeah, you know, because of someone's skin of such at least there issues in in these scenarios. Yeah, <laughs> that's not some in-depth scientific reason why they can't be can't be a black mermaid We can't be mermaids full stop pal
2: <laughs> like it's like one's like whether you change the, the the orientation or like the skin color Like, oh they were written this way like they were written as a character they never they rarely have ever mention characters skin colors in and written written literature or comics if it, unless it's relevant you know <laughs> so it rarely is uh so yeah i, I get what you're saying about the bloody little mermaid thing. like yeah Carl learned to have a crush for years. He had a on a woman with red hair and no legs, apparently. And I thought his obsession with women like Selma High was the weirdest thing about him. <laughs> I, I do
1: prefer to have legs, but you know, I've got no no um, prejudice against people, you know, who might not have legs. It's <laughs> the red hair, the red hair was the main thing. Anyway, and and and
2: having no voice I rather strange oh, Please, please stop. Please stop. <laughs> I mean, we're borderline where we're talking about these ghostbusters and challenge angels films, but like we're we're borderline at this point. But the, the I'll body, be, be getting—I'll
1: be getting destroyed on Twitter by Greta Thunberg at this rate.
2: <laughs> who is Andrew Tate, by the way? No. I don't know who. No, I know. no idea. No, no. Like, legit, he keeps popping up. People keep talking about how much financial he is or people talk about how some of the things he says are horrible and I've only seen a few clips and what I've seen, yeah, he does look like a bit of a wanker. Some people, you just see an image of him and it just screams a wanker. But, uh, legit, I don't know who this prick is. No, legit, my no family. idea. No idea. It took, me, it took me years to figure out who fuck Joe Rogan was. <laughs> but Because, like, he just kept popping up with videos and I'm like, oh, so-and-so was on Joe Rogan and they said this weird thing like, who the fuck is Joe Rogan? Like, who the, who is this Andrew Tate guy? Why do I keep having to hear about him on my Twitter timeline?
1: Right, we might have to wrap this up in a minute because I've
2: just got um, a low battery warning. Okay, well, I'll save my other rant. <laughs> I was going to have a Why why are we having? Why are we having? Like, don't make John Wick, don't make Keanu Reeves at his age do five funny John Wick films. He he's, he's limping in the last one. I don't think he was acting. And speaking <laughs> of things, people who shouldn't be doing films at this stage. God knows we don't want another the Indiana Jones, but I can save that for another time.
1: (laughs) Can't help themselves. It's like with Terminators. Each each Terminator film gets more ludicrous and worse than the last, so they still convince themselves we can save the franchise if we just um, go back in time and rewrite the time thing, Oh, we can save the franchise if we kill John Connor on a beach after we spent the whole second film trying to save his ass. Just take these fucking things alone!
2: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, girl, if you have anything you want to plug, uh, I'll save you my, my long list of plugs that will save your <laughs> party.
1: No, this is basically all I've done um, in the last few weeks so uh, i haven't really got anything to plug to be honest so just keep yourself tuned in to broke opinions and listen to everyone else's content like um the, the football stuff um scott and all Scott stuff that we're sort of piggybacking <laughs> off these days <laughs>
2: <laughs> well i mean there's a scott and paul that went out the other day it's one we recorded before new year i just didn't have a chance to send it before new year because i was enjoying my time off but. It's it's an in your house <coughs> it's in your house final four review, which is like an hour longer than oh,
1: it should be. I quite like I quite liked that one actually.
2: It's at least an hour longer than it should be, which is the story of all me and Paul's shows. <laughs> uh and I'm meeting up with him in the next day or so and we're gonna, you know, start recording some more content again. And I had some no-dogs bars that I recorded end of November, start of December last year that I'm I'm gonna hopefully get out soon. So I have stuff know I'm going to to Record or have recorded, just not the chance to, you know, get it out there yet. But I'll but
1: never I forget. I'll never forget ninety Rumble because we had sweepstakes and I got Bret Hart and then <laughs> he got flipping screwed out of winning the Rumble by Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I hated Austin, but I got while after that because I I thought, so sort of, sort of, you have robbed me out of
2: money, Stone Cold, you little twat. <laughs> I mean, I also explained, uh, we, and Paul, we and Paul did a two-part episode about the number 97 Rumble but I explained in both part two of that and in this Final Four thing how technically Fake Diesel is in, is within the Final Four because the justification for the Final Four matches, oh, the Final Four man the Rumble like, you know, technically, right before Breg is done he dumps it Fake Diesel but, you know, the the in is because like we are not building our main event where one of the participants <laughs> is Diesel. I know that.
1: Oh God, that's still one of the most ludicrous ideas of all time. And yeah, WCW actually thought they were going back there. Again,
2: again Kevin, that's just got a lot of massive pain rises. <laughs> well, well, they said they they claimed they said we're not going back, but I doubt they said anything because, like, if we don't say no, if we don't deny this, <laughs> we can get a lot more money. <laughs> Place, dying there's a rock ball buddy. Uh, yeah so if you're into that kind of content you know, me and Paul we've got some stuff there and I'm sure Nathan and Ben are talking about stuff they released an episode on Christmas Day about how they'd improve Christmas I wouldn't take any of their <laughs> advice seriously I listened to about that episode
1: what really you, you want to take it seriously yeah.
2: but seriously I just, take you're just young man I, seriously, I take your opinions about women and redheads. Anyway, <laughs> I am uh, not. I've, I am not a misogynist. Please, please don't
1: cancel me. Well, you know, girl. I like, I like, but, I like ladies of all hair color. It's just you know, some stuff with me when I was a youth. You know, just red hair, just you know, you know, just I don't know, just some just things to me. We'll just leave it there.
2: I mean. It's not the weirdest crush to have from Disney. I mean, there are people out there who fancied the Nala from Lion King and that fox from Bloody Robin Hood. Mm, so mm, you're, you're really mm, on the mm, team. Hey, side that,
1: fox, that fox from Running Hood's bagged bag. What are you on the bag?
2: I worry about the wildlife in your area. But <laughs> you know, as we've learned on this show, much like podcasts are trying to avoid being cancelled. it's not. Liam,
1: easy. Liam, Liam, Liam has his fetishes of raccoons, no more bats and island. I was just about that fox and I'm flipping That that's it.
2: I think we'll leave it there.
1: <laughs> I can't, Liam gets away with it. It's not bad. I feel like wonder Maximoff. uh
2: Well. Golly, you go back into the weird television world you've created for yourself and we'll see you next time. (laughs) I think these days I
1: wouldn't be turning Ursula down, to be honest, but
2: that's not about that. You're just going to keep going, aren't you? I've I've tried to stop you three times. (laughs) I like trying to not get cancelled. Podcasting is not easy, as I've learned. <laughs> Especially trying to end one with Carl. <laughs> oh, we'll be back. talking about something, Star Wars. Yeah, All maybe. Culturally. I don't maybe. fucking know. <laughs> See you in another two months or whatever longer we'll, well be back. If
1: we're not back before, we'll definitely be back for Mando season three. Because yeah. we ain't doing Andor... We just we just cryogenically freeze ourselves
2: in carbonate between Star Wars related shows <laughs> they talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, goodbye, everybody. Bye.